We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Live from Rob Dobbs on 801 North Hershey in Bloomington, this is the Illinois State Volleyball Coaches Show with Allie Matters on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. Now, here's the voice of the Redbirds, John Fitzgerald. And a very pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Allie Matters Show. We're live from Rob Dobbs here at 801. North Hershey Road in Bloomington for the next 60 minutes as we talk Redbird Volleyball with the second-year head coach, Allie Matters. We're back. We're back. We're back. And since we've last been back, people are talking about Volleyball X. That segment, you know. that segment made quite an impression on people, huh? Yeah. So then ever since I said the knee pad thing, there's some people that have noticed the lack of wearing knee pads on knees. On the knees. Yes. Which is what they're intended for. Yeah. So the session or the segment went viral <laughs> with our fans. <laughs> so now people can't unsee it. In fairness, though, this is episode number three. Mm-hmm. Since we did start this show two episodes ago, you guys are a perfect 9-0. and oh. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It's been a journey. I'm sure it has been a journey. When we started this show, and I think this is totally fair to say, which Mm -hmm. was six weeks ago now at this point, Mm -hmm. I think there was some thought going into conference play, especially the meat of conference play, about kind of resurrecting things, getting yourself into the postseason. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a chance in the postseason and maybe play your best volleyball come November. Yeah. Yeah, I Six think, weeks later now, yeah. you guys are tied for second place yeah. in the Valley with an opportunity to get first place this weekend coming up. Really? Yes. Well, that would be awesome. You don't know that. Come on. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I'm not paying attention. 
Um, yeah, I think it's crazy to think that, you know, after the, after last year and just how much adversity, um, and just how many young starters that we had on, had at the time, I think it was hard to think of the year ahead and the conference and just, I think that we were kind of unsure. And then we got picked seventh in the preseason poll. Um, so I just think that it has been such a journey and, then playing our opponents, I think we've been underestimated a little bit, and I think we continue to be underestimated, but I know that you and I and Drake should and will take us pretty seriously. Those are two of the top programs in the league. You and I yep. currently in first place in the league. You guys are in a two-way tie for second place with Drake. They're yep. coming up this weekend, yep. and that's who you open the conference yep. slate with yep. six weeks ago now at this point. Yeah, I think it was interesting because we played – Belmont and Murray in such a short period of time like we had played them we had a week off and then we played them again and we went back and watched film of when we played them the first time but going back and watching us play you and I and Drake I I couldn't I could barely watch it today because it was so we are we have grown so much as a team uh as a team unit individually there's different people on the like it is just every like our defensive system, our offensive system, everything is so significantly different that it's hard to watch that film and then think about going there this weekend. I can't wait. Which tells you absolutely everything you need to know about yeah. what this journey has been like over yeah. those last nine matches. Yeah. So when Emily Weber was last on the show, that was, I think that was our first week. That, that we, was our first week. That Correct. was the first week. Uh, Emily against Murray State dug 16 or 17 balls against UNI. She dug two. Two. And I barely wanted to give her those two digs because they weren't great digs. But she has almost tripled, if not quadrupled, her dig count. I, so I, I mean, she's I not think, here to stand up for herself. But. I think the other really good part of it, you're talking about how painful it is as a coach, and obviously it is mm-hmm. to watch Definitely. losses on video after yeah. the fact. It's great you and I and Drake are going to have a hard time mm-hmm. really locking in on video to how to scout you guys, Kevin, because you yeah. guys are so drastically different. Yeah, yeah, and I think that we've been able to depend on different people throughout, you know, the last five matches. So if you – you really can't ignore anyone, and that's what makes you and I so good and their offense so effective is that you have to give every single attacker the attention they deserve, and that was something that we were lacking early in conference play, especially the first time we took the floor against them. So – Right now, we have so many people, you know, contributing statistically to our offense and then defense that I think we're really hard to scout right now. Nine consecutive wins. That's the longest streak in Redbird history since April of three years ago. Not only is it nine straight, six have been by shutouts, Mm -hmm. the last two of which have been by shutout as well this past weekend against Evansville and Indiana State as you and your club finished up a five-match homestand. Couldn't have gone any better, I would say. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the Indiana State match was kind of a tough one. We just weren't playing our best volleyball, um, but we were still winning. And I think that's not the not that that's the point that we've gotten to, but I think that we still need to challenge ourselves of, hey, we might be up by five or six, but I think we could be up by 10, 10 or 11. So in the second set of the Indiana State uh, match, we were up by four or five, and I just was like, I – I need more. It's just, it's not good enough for me right now. And then in the third set, we won 25 to five. So what do I know? Just saying. That's what I said. In a moment like that though, how is the response from a team? 
Come on, Coach. Winning's enough, isn't it? Yeah, well, they know better, and that's why they don't – you know, I, I always look for body language, and I always look for a response from them. And when I'm talking to them in the huddle, they're never like, wait, me? They're like, oh, busted. She caught us. <laughs> um, so I just think, like, those shutouts and just playing really, really strongly. And I think that that's that break in between sets two and three, it used to be ten minutes long. And sometimes the lack of focus or, you know, mm. there's stuff on, you know, we had that really cute uh, Halloween parade, you know, and now we have the, that time in between sets two and three. And any that momentum shift can happen in those five minutes. So in that third set, it's coming out strong, especially being up two sets to none. You're home for five. It's always nice to be at home at SFQ yes. Arena. You go back on the road now in mm-hmm. two places that really care about their volleyball, yes. too. And you yep. and I and Drake this coming weekend. So yep. the environments will be good. But it, to a certain extent, it's probably kind of nice to get yeah. away from home for a little bit, just for a little reprieve with the team. Yeah, we had, you know, our home weekends. I mean, we had homecoming weekend was so fun, but it was so right. busy. You know, we played on Friday. We walked in the parade um, on Saturday, which was really fun. We went through way too much candy. Um, and then, you know, to play Bradley midweek and then to play home again, we had alumni weekend. We had a, a, ro- a lot of great alums on campus, and we were able to honor them. So it was really, really busy. So it's kind of nice just to take a break, go on the road, Road, especially against two really, really big opponents for us. Getting a little bit more of a routine. And you're coming off a, a week, as a matter of fact, the last three matches, graduate student Marie Hinkle named yep. Defensive Player of the Week. Yep. And she's really been continued to impress, hasn't she? Yep. Yeah, she – you know, it took it took Mari a little bit of time just to get within our system. And coming from the Big Ten, just the level of physicality is a little bit different. Um, so I think that she was kind of struggling a little bit in the beginning. But now that we have her in our system, in our defensive system, she's been really, really great. And she's not a player of many words, um, but she just does her thing. She shows up every day. She works hard. And She's a really, really great defender, and she's very stat-driven. So she'll go through and rewatch herself and make sure the stats are called correctly. And if she's one dig <laughs> short, she's she's calling me. So um, she's just she's awesome, and she's been a really joy to you know just a joy to coach. And it's it's so hard that I'm like that I only get her for one year. So it's 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 pretty remarkable of what she's been able to accomplish in such a short time as a bird. The one thing you should talk about in the fall and things are going on in high school club I know Mm -hmm. goes throughout spring summer and as a matter of fact 12 Mm -hmm. months out of the year now yeah how does in the midst of season how do you begin to even balance the recruiting aspect uh you have a big staff (laughs) um so uh Matt my assistant he does a lot of he's our recruiting coordinator so he does a lot of that um we get a lot of emails we tend to get more when we're doing well um it's funny how that works yeah 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 yeah. so we're getting a lot of emails right now and even now that the transfer portal like the window doesn't open for a little bit but if you're not on athletic aid you're allowed to to enter the portal so we're already getting emails from portal athletes that are looking to find a new place already and it's that are not know. currently on aid so Correct. we're talking ivy league kids yep. or walk-ons maybe. or you know things like that so i mean we're we just had you know some of our uh commits on campus and just there's a lot of excitement around, you know, our 2024 class. So you just you just find the time, and it, it makes weekends that much busier because if we want to have a visit, then we have to get a visit going also while prepping the team and watching film and homecoming and alums and, you know, all fun stuff, though. It's always crossover season for you. Yeah, always. Coming up on the show tonight, sophomore middle blocker Hannah Reichensperger. 
She will join us. Our last segment, we will also take your call. So during one of our commercial breaks, if you want to come up to the table or to me, if you're not watching online on our video streaming, you can put your question there or let us know what your question is for the head coach. We'll take those in our fourth and final segment. Have our first break tonight. When we come back, we'll have more with Alley Matters on the Alley Matters Show, live from Rob Dobbs, right after this timeout on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. I'm Bob Dobsky, and I'm personally inviting you to come into Rob Dobbs Restaurant this week for lunch. Enjoy a delicious meal from the new Rob Dobbs lunch menu during your workday, and you don't have to worry about a long wait as we have plenty of seating. From our handcrafted burgers, specialty sandwiches, or variety of salads, you'll be ready to take on the rest of your day. And how long's the wait to be seated, Bob? Just a little, Jules. See our lunch menu when you visit robdobbsbn.com. Welcome back to Rob Dobbs, the Alley Matters Show. We're here until 7 o'clock at 801 North Hershey Road in Bloomington as we talk Redbird Volleyball with the newest member of the Century Club in college volleyball. Mm-hmm. Bradley game, Bradley match, I should say. Game match. On Monday yep. of this past week. Picked up win number 100. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good. Against Bradley, yeah. It also means you're getting old. Nuh-uh. A little bit. No way. A little bit. No way. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that. When you start getting wins in three figures, yeah. I know. I know. Although, yeah. in fairness, in six years, that's an incredibly impressive accomplishment. This is midway through your six years as a college head coach at the Division One level. Mm-hmm. That's a very impressive accomplishment. Thanks. Well done. Thanks. I was an emotional wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, I, it was, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long journey. Yeah, it has. Remember being an assistant coach back in the day? Yep. And yep. now look at you. I know. Just rattling off wins left and right. <laughs> so now we're up to 102. Yeah. Correct? Yep. And a big weekend coming up, Drake mm-hmm. and you and I. Mm-hmm. As you look back, you talked about the fact that watching the first go around with you and I mm-hmm. and Drake, how much different your club is mm-hmm. offensively, defensively. Yep. How did we get from point A to point B right now? It's different, but what were some of the steps? I think that's a really intriguing part of you talk mm-hmm. about this journey of turning this around. How did this really begin to take shape? Yeah, I think we totally um, – We, I mean, you can say that we were, we were kind of like at rock bottom there for a little bit. Like we were just like – we know that it's up to us as a staff, um, especially up to me. I'm like, we need to fix this because the talent is there. And I think that, you know, as coaches, we have to be optimistic about our teams and what, you know, our athletes are capable of. But I knew what my athletes were capable of. I'm like, there's something, something isn't right. Things aren't translating. And we, we completely revamped our practice plan. And we had like defensive gauntlets, offensive gauntlets, where we would just like throw them into situations that were in matches that made them extremely uncomfortable. And our practices improved um, and our leadership just improved. I mean, it went from after every single drill, when two people would be in a drill, they would be working together. But then after the drill was done, they would just walk away from each other and not like, oh, I don't, you don't like me. But they were just like, all right, we survived the drill. 
now every time they do something, those two have to high five. Every time we get water, I'm like, high five it up. And every single person high five. Like, so it wasn't, it wasn't that our culture wasn't good. It's just that we wanted practice to almost be a survival mode of we are going to do really, really hard things. And it is going to translate into matches. So we just kind of revamped everything that we were doing. It, obviously, from a volleyball standpoint, mm-hmm. I think that's the case from what you're talking about, mm-hmm. making it really difficult on a day-in, day-out basis yeah. in practice. But you're really dipping into something a little bit different, and it's yep. not that you had a negative culture, but it yep. was a culture that didn't really know how to manifest itself maybe in the right. beginning of the year. Right. And I think that's a valid point, too, with as many transfers as you had and yeah. the short amount of preseason you have. Right. Some of that just really takes time. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, our seniors, you know, like – three of them are graduate transfers. So they come in and they're leaders in, in terms of like experience, but they can't tell the freshmen and the sophomores like, Hey, my freshman year at Illinois state, this is what we did. And this is how we did it. They have their own things that they're bringing into our program. And, you know, for Cassie and Nora, like they play major roles, but they're not major point scores for us. So we, our leadership and people that score are sophomores. So it just, you know, it wasn't, you know, we don't have three or four people that these are our captains, these are our leaders. They all are day in and day out. So I think it just was a complete overhaul of culture, leadership, practice. Um, And it took a lot uh, from the team. I thought that I was constantly trying to motivate them of like, what do they need to hear? How do they, what do they need to, you know, I'm looking at body language and it took them specifically Hannah, who's with us tonight, Um, she kind of went off at Murray state when we were at their place. Um, we have video evidence of this going on, but in, you know, after the third set, she was just like dripping sweat, really red and was like, we are not backing down. Like we always bail right now and we are not going to bail. And then everyone around her was like, that sounds great. And I'm like, I say that and you don't do it. But when Hannah says it, it's like. Great. So, but I think sometimes when I'm, you know, I'm not saying that they draw me out, but it's different when you hear it from someone that's in the trenches with you of like, hey, get on my back. I'm going to lead. And then, you know, Hannah's chirping through the net and chirping to her buds. And it was just, I kind of just like stepped back and let them go. And that was a huge turning point. That was a huge catalyst in our season was the Murray State match at Murray State. Hannah's a sophomore. You mentioned some of the leadership that comes mm-hmm. from the sophomore class. Yep. Do you think early on with the amount of graduate transfers that mm-hmm. you had, they put some undue pressure on themselves to yep. not only perform on the court, but also show up as newcomers, yep. flex their yep. the fact that they're older, yep. more knowledgeable, and have leadership yep. skills even if they're not comfortable doing it? Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that the first show with Emily Weber of me saying like, hey, I don't want to manage you. You started last year. And she's like, yeah, I know, but I'm still a sophomore. So I think, you know, that took some, you know, self-reflection on my part to be like, you know, like Ada and Emily and Hannah are just kind of the core identity of our program. And they learned so much their freshman year. So they, I think there was a little pressure in the beginning when we weren't doing well or we weren't winning or we weren't seeing what was going on in practice translate, I think the sophomores were like, well, here we go again. And they were, I think that they were maybe on a subconscious level, a little afraid that season was going in the same trajectory that it did their freshman year, even though it felt different culturally, 
it wasn't, you know, we're judged by our win-loss category and that's all people were seeing for us, but we knew that things were getting better behind the scenes. We were just waiting for the wins to start coming and they, they're here. And now that they have <laughs> nine straight, if you're just not paying attention, <laughs> um, I would assume the culture is probably as good as humanly possible now too. Yeah. And the one of the things as we talk about you and I and Drake and yeah. this one really kind of down the stretch of conference play that we're hitting to mm-hmm. and the top two teams you'll play on the road this weekend. There's also got to be some confidence in knowing we could go lay an egg this weekend in Iowa mm-hmm. and we're still going to be okay. We still won nine straight. We can yep. still go into the conference tournament yep. and make a lot of noise and make a run at this yep. thing. Those nine have to be on the court. You do get judged on wins and losses, mm-hmm. but for everything else, it's got to be huge just to have that confidence. Yeah, I think when you, you know, when you're playing someone in the standings or on paper that is below you, I think there's pressure of like, hey, we're expected, like we need this win, or we need to pay attention to the tiebreaker. Like I think that that is a pressure for sure. And I think going into this weekend, you know, they came into our place opening weekend and they beat us like now we're going into their place and realistically the pressure isn't on us when lately it kind of has been mm-hmm. um, especially where we are in the standing so it feels I mean we're going into this weekend of really we have nothing to lose because you know even if we lose both of these matches we'll still be in a good place in the standings and at this point it's like we'll see you at the tournament so Absolutely. you know it gives us another opportunity to compete and see where we are against one and to where we are so it's just a really good opportunity and we're really looking forward to it and then it's a shorter road trip you're so used to being home for the long one but yep. you'll be back home in two weeks yep uic and valpo come in yep yeah that's that's i can't believe it's our last home weekend already you know we'll be honoring the seniors which again it's so i was i was when lo- you win nine in a row things go by a little bit more I know. quickly yeah than they do they the do opposite. they really just, do yeah. um and they weren't going quick enough last year <laughs> right, you know sure um <laughs> So I think it's just like to honor the seniors and we were playing a game today to get the team warm. That was really funny. And people were giving Kara a hard time and Bella was chirping at Mari. It's just, it's so cool to see our graduate transfers just be so like acclimated and in our team and in our culture and just everything. I mean, when you're winning, I mean, the sun's brighter, your food tastes better, your clothes fit better. Everything is better when you're winning, but it's just, you can kind of just step back and enjoy the process instead of constantly being like, we have to do this. We need to do this. But what about this? We just genuinely are enjoying each other's company. And I'll be sad to see this group of seniors go. So two in Iowa this weekend, then you'll be back home for mm-hmm. Valpo and UIC the following weekend to close out at least the SEPQ arena portion yep. of your regular season schedule. We're going to take another break. When we come back, sophomore middle blocker, Hannah Reichensberger is going to join us, our student athlete spotlight segment, as the Alley Matters show continues live from Rob Dobbs right after this timeout on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Rob Dobbs Restaurant is known for prime ribs Friday through Sunday. I'm Bob Dobbsky, and I wanted to let you know that Rob Dobbs is open for lunch Monday through Sunday starting at 11 o'clock. I'd like to personally invite you to try one of our handcrafted burgers from our lunch menu. Skip the drive through and enjoy a delicious sit-down lunch this week at Rob Dobbs Restaurant. How long's the wait to be seated, Bob? Just a little, Jules. See our lunch menu when you bookmark robdobbsbn.com. Welcome back to Rob Dobbs, the Alley Matters Show. We're here until 7 o'clock talking Redbird Volleyball. It's now time for our student-athlete spotlight segment as we welcome in sophomore middle blocker Hannah Reichensberger. Hannah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is so fun. <laughs> Tower, Minnesota. Yep, way up there. Whereabouts is Tower, Minnesota? Um, I usually describe, do you know where Duluth is? A lot of people do. Really far up north. Yeah, Duluth. Cold. Duluth is like middle of Minnesota, 90 miles north of that Ooh. is where I'm from. 30 miles south of the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. What's the weather right now up there? Right now? I mean, when I was little, we would go... Halloween trick-or-treating in our snow pants and <laughs> all of our snow gear. But, you know, <clears throat> it's been a little warmer these past few years. So 40s-ish wow. right now. Yeah. Do you miss that? No. No? No. No. You're good. You're happy I'm right good. now. I'm okay. good. I love Illinois. It's good I love this weather. The wind is a little – there's a lot of wind down here, but I'll take there that. There is a lot of wind. Yeah. I agree with you. I'll take that over – Negative 50s in the winter. Snow pants really would hinder your Halloween costume if it was good, too, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. That had to be disappointing. It was. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? Oh, I haven't thought about it yet. I've still got a week. That's a good point. 
Coach Matters is trying to get people to dress up like her. I'll do it. I'll do it if I can have Sarah's jacket. Or your blazer, the plaid red one. Love that one. <laughs> oh, yes, the game day shirt. So Northeast Range High School. Mm -hmm. How big are we talking about? My graduating class was 26. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Just a little guy. Four-time all-conference. Mm-hmm. Two-time MVP. Mm-hmm. You're a high school honorable mention All-American. Pretty impressive career. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank you. the one thing, and coaches talked about your leadership capabilities and really your competitiveness, six siblings, mm -hmm. that'll make you competitive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where do you fit in that whole realm? I, I would say I'm probably second to last in competitiveness. Like How about I'm, like young to old? Where are you? Also second to last. Second to youngest? Second to youngest, yeah. I have okay. one little brother, five older siblings, three older brothers, two older sisters. She had to battle for a lot of things, I'm guessing, at home. I mean, my the youngest one that's older than me, she's 34. So okay. I, she was out of the house when I was starting to become my own person. So I didn't have to fight her a lot, but my little brother... That's a different story. And how old is your little brother? He's a junior in high school. Okay. 17. Athlete? He ran cross country, but he's been into robotics recently. Oh, okay. And he's very good at that. And I just step away. I let him take that because if I got involved, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is your second year. Mm -hmm. You started off, played last year as a freshman. As a matter of fact, started the final 16 matches a year ago. Mm -hmm. This year has been a bit of a coming out party for you. You you lead this club in blocks, hitting percentage, and you're second on the club with kills. Double figure kills nine times this year. And you had a career high seven blocks last Friday against Evansville, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. the difference been from freshman year to sophomore year outside of obviously just kind of maturity and getting older? Well, I mean, like you look at my high school stats and it doesn't really mean a whole lot to me coming from a conference where 26 kids in a class is the average size. Like it was just a huge jump from high school ball, even my club ball True. to but it, college. The if you're speed an of honorable it. mention All-American in high school, I don't care how big your school is, you're doing <laughs> something right. I mean, let's I understand where you're coming from, but you're still awfully successful high school career. I d yeah, I thank you. Um, just the speed of the game is completely mm -hmm. different in college, and so adjusting to that last season was a huge thing. And I, coming in this year, just been a, being around the block once already is that it, it's all the difference in the world. Like I'm doing everything for the second time instead of the first time. I just it feels like I know how to play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> We struggled with that question a little bit at times <laughs> as a freshman, I'm sure. Now, going back to really two years ago, how did Illinois State come to be for you as far as a destination for college? What was attractive about ISU? Uh, everything. Okay. Yeah, everything. The people, the location. My grandma lives in Chicago. Mm. I have made this trip. I, I drive 10 hours from home here every summer every coming back from winter break but that's just it's a normal trip for me now or has been and my mom makes it down um so location of it 
the academics of it um, and the competitive volleyball program that it had, obviously. And even with the new coaching staff coming in, meeting all of these coaches, Allie and Matt, especially before the spring coming, but before I came here, um, they just were the perfect fit for me if, like, not better than the old coaching staff was. Like, I That's was great. so excited to come and be on Allie's team. That's great. You guys got off to the slow start this year. Mm-hmm. We've talked with Coach about kind of the manifestation during this nine match winning streak. What have you seen from a player's perspective with regard to kind of in the locker room of just how much this team has really grown? It's It all comes down to how we have grown as a team together and just really come together and learned each other. Uh, I think put us in any of the matches that we played in preseason, put us in those now, and we would be we would perform completely differently. Like every one of us has grown individually stat-wise, but that that's what I love about volleyball is that it's a team sport. Like it is so dependent on your team. And so now that we are working together, it's just like each of us individually can perform exponentially better than we were before so almost and i think ali mentioned this as well almost you guys really getting to know each other grow both yes. on the court and off Absolutely. had as much effect as any kind of x and o aspect Absolutely. to the success yes that's really interesting mm-hmm. and how did that cultivate um it just i time obviously mm-hmm. just helps any type of relationship but just doing things off the court together really coming together like you know, not gossiping, but (laughs) 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 like you just, you find friendships in each other and you talk to each other about everything, volleyball, non-volleyball, you rely on each other through things like even losing together, like you, you become closer in that. That's a, it's a hardship that you're going through. And so relying on each other really builds those relationships. So to the, back to the, on the court topic, you and I and Drake this coming weekend, both on the road in Iowa. I would think it's circled a little bit in your calendar just from a payback mm-hmm. standpoint for mm-hmm. how this conference season started. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I just – I'm so excited to see how we're going to perform this weekend because I – it's going to be so much better than the first time. I know it. I know it. Well, and you guys have put yourself in a position to really make a run at the conference tournament, let yes. alone possibly be in first place by this time next week. Yes. After this weekend. Yes. Well, congratulations on a great year so far. Best of luck rest of the way. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you so much. It's our student athlete spotlight segment. Sophomore middle blocker, Anna Reichensberger. She has been our guest tonight. Don't forget, if you have questions for the head coach, bring them up to our table during the break. When we come back, we'll have our final segment. The Alley Matters Show, here from Rob Dobbs. Right after this timeout on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. I'm Bob Dobsky, and I'm personally inviting you to come into Rob Dobbs Restaurant this week for lunch. Enjoy a delicious meal from the new Rob Dobbs lunch menu during your workday, and you don't have to worry about a long wait as we have plenty of seating. From our handcrafted burgers, specialty sandwiches, or variety of salads, you'll be ready to take on the rest of your day. And how long's the wait to be seated, Bob? Just a little, Jules. See our lunch menu when you visit robdobbsbn.com. Welcome back to Rob Dobbs. One final time here tonight as we talk Redbird foot, Redbird volleyball on the Alley Matters show. Excuse me. <laughs> no worries. A little bit sleep deprived, it's I guess. Okay, no worries. 
Burns, nine consecutive wins. Now in second place, tied with Drake, who's going to be their opponent coming up this weekend, along with UNI as you take on the top two teams. Friday, first place UNI in Cedar Falls, 6 p.m., and then Saturday you head on over to Des Moines, 5 o'clock the start time as you take on the Bulldogs. And then the following weekend, November 3rd and 4th, back home for the final weekend at Sefcu Arena. UI see the opponent on Friday night, 6 p.m., and Saturday, 5 p.m. against Valparaiso. And as we said, that will be senior night at Sefcu Arena on Saturday, November 4th. And it's wild that Kara Cooper, who transferred to us from Valparaiso, we, that was one of our kind of lonely wins last year at Valpo on Kara's senior night. And now this year, Kara is being honored at our place for senior night against Valpo. Gotta love the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty crazy. But Kara, when we first called her, when she was in the transfer portal, um, we hosted Velpo when we did that pack the arena night and we got beat up pretty good. So, and then when we reached out to Kara, that was after we had beaten her on her senior night. So we said, thanks for ruining our pack the arena game. And she said, thanks for ruining my senior night. So, you know, we owe her a win at our place. So we're hoping for the best. First things first this weekend. Yep. yep. It'll be a, Strong challenge mm -hmm. against the top two teams in the league. Yep. But you guys have won nine in a row. You are now tied in second place, as we said. Yep. And as Hannah had mentioned in her segment, just the opportunity to not necessarily right a wrong, yep. but really see oranges against oranges and apples to apples of how far this team has come going up against Drake and you and I, who you yep. played to start conference play six weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, I think that you and I, I mean, it's – it's one of my favorite places to go. I mean, it's it's just like going to a university like your own that really respects volleyball. Um, you can tell that they have a really good fan base. I really respect Bobby, the head coach uh, there at UNI. So it's just it's very it's two very similar teams. They're a little bit older than we are. We're we're a little bit younger, um, but we're just really excited to go head to head with them and just the pressures on them. You know, and we just, it's exciting to be the underdog. So we are going to have to play really, really good volleyball. You said the beginning of the year, meaningful games heading into November mm -hmm. was all you wanted. Yep. And here we are. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I think that everyone always says, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but you want to kind of peak at the right time. And I think that, you know, in this streak, every time we take the floor, something gets a little bit better. And even if it's that 1% better, that's what we're looking for because we don't want to get to a place where we're just like, hey, this this is good enough. This is as good as we're going to get. And I think that this is a really good opportunity to kind of do some self-reflection. Are, are we as good as we think we are? Or are there really some things that we need to figure out before we go to the tournament? Ask a few questions from our crowd tonight. First one, your favorite Halloween costume as a kid. Oh, this someone set me up for this so <laughs> everyone was taught if this if this is asked by someone that knows the answer to this we were talking about how I'm really intrigued to what this answer is gonna okay, be now well, it's great <laughs> so um, usually Halloween you know when you're in fifth or sixth grade people are like Disney princesses or just like really cute girly things and my mom was like you are going to be a domino 
so, you know, we were in, it was the middle of the day. It was like right before lunch and everyone was getting changed, you know? And I just, there was this girl that she was Jasmine and I was just like, oh, like seriously, I'm a domino and she's Jasmine. And so my costume consisted of, I was wearing black sneakers, black stretch pants, a black turtleneck. And then my mom made two pieces of cardboard with a string that went over my shoulders and over my head. So during the parade, I was just like walking as a domino. I don't know what numbers I had, but it was just, yeah, I was a domino. So I guess. Did you have to fall over at any point? (laughs) Ah, that's funny. (laughs) No, it just, it was, I was a domino. So I I shouldn't say What did you do to your mom? (laughs) I have no idea. So I I shouldn't say that that was my favorite. It was probably like my most traumatic. I would think so. Yeah. Not that you're carrying any of that grudge at this point later on. I'll never forget it. What was your favorite one? You know, I don't even remember. (laughs) (laughs) That one just really stuck with me. Um, I don't know. How about now? What are you going to be this year? I don't really know. Usually when we give out candy to the trick-or-treaters, I usually just like go into my house and put something on and just name myself something. I put on a fur jacket last year and some fun glasses and said I was, like, from the 60s. But I don't know what I'll be. I don't know. Do you still have the Domino sandwich board in your closet? (laughs) No. No? No. Okay. It's gone. It's horrible. It was horrible. It sounds like it. I believe you wholeheartedly. Somebody else wants to know what is in the little red book that you hold on the sidelines when you coach? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's all for show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back when I was at Wright State, I my incoming, my first group of freshmen bought me a notebook. And they were just like, oh, you can – it was just a gift. And then I started holding it when I was coaching. So every single year they bought me a new notebook. And then that group was at my wedding, and one of my wedding gifts was a notebook – to go when I got the Illinois State position. Um, and then this year, the one that they got me, I was convinced that it was like cursed in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> so I went and buck, bought my own red books and I write my practice plan. I usually write my goals for the year and I just need something to hold on to. Yeah. So like it's I'm, more of a prop. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just think it makes me look, look official. Sure, it does. Yeah. So I don't have like a whistle or anything. It's just a book. All right. Final question. Okay. This comes from a certain middle blocker. Okay. Named Hannah. Okay. The mystery. When will I get my libero jersey? Never. (laughs) Okay, so Hannah actually, most middle blockers just don't really have a knack for serve receive, ball control, defense. It's not that they don't have it. Most middles don't want anything to do with it. But Hannah has somehow become obsessed with defense and serve-receive. And when I was at Wright State, I had a six-rotation middle. And if there's anyone that is capable, it's probably Hannah. So maybe not the jersey, but six rotations could be in her future. So don't hold your breath necessarily, but... (laughs) No. I don't think Mari would like that very much. Because then Mari might have to play middle. I know. Yeah, she would love it. You guys can sort this out after the show. Can we talk about this later, please? Coach, best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks. Go Birds. This has been the Alley Matters Show.
Live from Rob Dobbs at 801 North Hershey in Bloomington. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Thanks to everybody here at Rob Dobbs. For the head coach, Allie Matters, and sophomore middle blocker, Hannah Reichensperger. This is John Fitzgerald. Talk to you in a couple weeks on the Allie Matters Show on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. This has been the Illinois State Volleyball Coaches Show with Allie Matters, live from Rob Dobbs on 801 North Hershey in Bloomington. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.